Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati, and this is our podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our Pointers podcast. First off, we want to say we're sorry. We are so sorry. We haven't posted in like three weeks. We have had really, really, really... We have had a really busy couple of weeks, if not a month. So we're sorry. We're gonna try so this doesn't happen again. But um, we are introducing a new dynamic in our Instagram. So you should go follow us. It's at our point is podcast. And we're back with another episode. This episode is our point is should the art be separated from the artist and we're very excited to talk about this topic because it's it's a topic we didn't really have like any opinions on before we started planning this but i i can assure you our opinions have been like formed <laughs> and And they're uh, not the yeah. same this time. <laughs> so I think you're gonna no. I think you're in for a very interesting debate. And before we begin, I just wanted to say really quickly that yes, we do really feel bad for the past couple of weeks where we didn't upload. And while we know that being busy isn't a valid excuse because the podcast is a project we voluntarily assumed and we should prioritize it. That's what happened, unfortunately. And you know, we just got wrapped up with school and like our school's initiatives and we obviously wanted to prioritize our education but now we're trying to navigate the podcast in a way that we can balance it out with schoolwork and have it be like a fun break and a fun escape and not let it like interfere with our academics so yeah we just wanted to make that distinction really quickly and as for and, oh, yeah. go ahead about the no, <laughs> uh we just wanted to announce we will be posting every other week not every week because again our schedules have been just very busy so we wanted to find a way so we could like get you an episode regularly mm -hmm. so we are going to be posting every other week yeah above all we want to be consistent and like reliable for you guys and for you guys to be able to know when there's going to be an episode and I feel like if we continued trying to upload every single week that would lead to a lot of times where we would probably be like, oh no, we can't do it this week, you know? Like, with the time I invested in last week, I got behind on school, so I can't do it this week. And it would just be really unreliable for you guys. So we prefer to decrease that into, like, a smaller, uh, like, consistent into a smaller frequency, but making sure that we can guarantee to publish episodes on those days for you guys. For sure. So join us every other week on Sundays. Okay, so now for this episode, we are super excited for what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, we are going to be introducing the topic with our general positions, as we always do, just so you get a little taste of our thoughts and our opinions. Then we are going to be exploring and navigating what our jobs as consumers really are, what our responsibilities are, what is necessary, and what can influence like a positive experience of enjoying art next we'll move on to a rundown of remarkable cases that are really distinct in history and in present day of separating the art from the artist 
And after talking about all of those things, we're going to revisit our initial opinions because as Mathi said at the beginning, we didn't really have clear defined opinions. So we're going to see if our voices changed, if we discovered something new in our conversation. And I think that will be like a really interesting exercise. Afterward, we're going to be doing a Q&A from Instagram. Quick shout out, make sure you follow us on there because each week we will be posting we'll post a story with a question for you guys to submit any questions i have for that topic and lastly of course our weekly favorites yes i am really excited to see what's like <laughs> what the debate is gonna be for sure because we we like our opinions aren't that different but we should differ on some parts so let's go ahead and start the episode and today we're going to be discussing separating the art from the artist which is a topic that has been tossed around a lot recently because we have been presented with cases of exceptionally good artists that produce excellent material but in their personal life they aren't that morally correct and they've done some pretty harmful things to societies so to society so the question has been you know brought up of whether or not we should continue supporting their art if in their own life they weren't good people you know whether it's worth it to invest in them and to continue supporting them even if their creations are so amazing you know, like, what does that mean for our ethics and where does that lie? So that's what we're going to be navigating today. So this is something that I've thought about a lot. I love questioning, like, moral topics inside of my head and moral dilemmas. So I've definitely given this one quite a bit of thought, even if I don't have a very clear answer at this point. So I feel like the question we should be exploring is what does art itself actually represent? Does it just represent a fragment of what we may see on the canvas or on the screen of all the direct elements that were put into creating that? Or does it expand into the entire life of the artist himself or the artist herself or the artist they self, you know, every pronoun? Um, and does it represent every all the inner turmoil they have, all their inner values, are all their experiences, all their ideologies, even if not every element is directly seen in the art maybe did it the question is was did all of it come into play in its creation and i feel like that can help us narrow our perspective a little bit more for example let's take a look like, like let's set up this hypothetical example the art produced by a pedophile so even if the art itself isn't child pornography you know even if it doesn't seem like something a pedophile would have produced what if the only thing going through the artist's mind when he or she or they <laughs> was creating it was naked children, you know? What if, even if the art doesn't directly symbolize that, what if the artist made it with the intention or with the underlying belief or with the background thought of it, you know? Like, what if it's incorporated in the art that way? So regardless of how the creative process was if we endorse in that art and if we support the art the final product does that mean we are directly endorsing in pedophilia does it mean that by liking that piece of art we like or support pedophilia and as consumers should we even care about the artist's personal life should we care about what happens 
outside of the art room or outside of set, you know, does that matter to us as consumers and should it matter as consumers? And at the end of the day, does it even matter if we're enriching a pedophile? Does it even matter what an artist does outside of in their personal life if the art they produce is technically good? These are all a bunch of questions that I don't necessarily have the answer to, but it's what comes to my mind when I start thinking about this topic. Those are really deep questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like all that you said, and there is a really long uh, philosophical thought, like process that you have been like sitting on for a while, evidently. But... <laughs> Um, and I think they're all very valid questions. And I think that's like one of the failures of today's society is that we just don't don't dig in. Like we do not care. Definitely. We just, we just care about what's being given to us. We do not care. One hundred percent. The artist did this or that. So. So yeah. <laughs> now, um, like what I started this episode like this whole process with was that I feel like this question that we're like talking about in this episode is a question that in today's society we need answered cancel culture Oof. as as we talked in other episodes is such a huge part of especially Gen C's like minds and so we need to, to answer, like, can we still, like, appreciate this art made by bad people? Like, because there's great art made by, by, by people that are really bad and that happens all the time. It, ha it happens in Hollywood. It happens in plastic arts. It happens in music. So us as a society, are we, like, are we still going to embrace that art that was good? Or are we going to like put it in the garbage with its creator? Ooh, also, that's a really strong sentence. <laughs> we also like, I feel like we have to take a look at history because this is not a new thing. I feel like Every single time period you look at, there's going to be someone great that has, like, if you look at its personal life, they have done all these horrible things, but they're still, like, appreciated in society and things. Like, just take a look at Hitler. He was, yes, I was obviously about that. out of his mind, but, like, society still, like, bowed to him. <laughs> so... Obviously, this isn't something new, but we haven't, like, reflected in it. I also feel like it's important to acknowledge that the creators that are bad for sure should be held accountable. Like, that is not in question. I don't care if you make good movies. I don't care if you make good music. I don't care if you paint if you have done the most beautiful paintings in the world, if you're doing something wrong and that's something that's morally wrong and ethically bad, then you should be held accountable. 
And, you know, <laughs> to f- finish this, I just want to say that this topic is a rough topic and that it's really tough to think about it because you have to, like, leave the personal... Uh, leave the personal... <laughs> <laughs> leave... Leave part of your personal opinion apart so you can see it as like a new perspective. Yeah, you have to be really objective and step aside from your personal preferences to like what is in fact good or bad. So Mati, like when you were talking, I got this question in my head. What is for you good art? You know, that's also a subjective thing because I feel like good art... it it differs for everybody. I like a good movie. I like a good TV show. I enjoy looking at uh, paintings, but there's people who just value like huge Hollywood blockbuster movies who have a lot of blood. So, you know, I feel like it's different from it, from, for everybody because I can value a good drama movie that's like, Really, for example, a lot of people in my life did not like Marriage Story when it came out. Have you watched it? I don't think you have. Mati, you can answer that question for yourself. <laughs> you have definitely not watched it. So, the Marriage Story, basically, for those of you who haven't watched it, is a story <laughs> about <laughs> it's a story about uh, two people in this case played by Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver that are going through a divorce. And it's like the whole story of the divorce and and I thought it was great because it's a beautiful movie if you know how to look at it because it has this huge monologues with the, that say this like say Pick this me, beautiful thing. Me, love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Grey's Anatomy though. <laughs> So, uh, Mary's story has this huge monologues where the characters say beautiful things, but I feel like this huge monologues don't interest a lot of people. So, for example, my mom hated it. I loved <laughs> it. And so, you know, it's this difference in opinion or like, I like that, but I also like Grey's Anatomy and Marvel. So, I feel like good art is what every single human being thinks it is it's a it's a it's a subjective subjective concept wow rosita would be really proud of us right now (laughs) thank you (laughs) rosita is our art history teacher um so yeah now that we've introduced like our general opinions i think it's really important for us to analyze like our job as consumers because everybody is a consumer in some way or another so I think it's something that is like everybody's business so that's why we're going to talk about it so our main question is is it our job as consumers to learn about the creators and let that influence our opinions about their art so when I was thinking about this like I tried to set up an example in my head so how would I feel if tomorrow I learned that the creators of my favorite show aka Gilmore Girls were rapists and they're I, not by the way they're not <laughs> this is just thankfully. An, a, hypo, a, hypo, a hypothetical yeah a situation yeah knock on wood i don't want that to happen in real life but um so anyways 
I have watched the whole series through before and I'm watching it again a second time. So like I'm familiar with all of the material already and this news would come to me after knowing and loving it. So I think that my outlook on the show, I mean, I think I would continue loving it and loving Gilmore Girls, but I think it wouldn't be what actually Gilmore Girls is. I think I would continue loving the idea of Gilmore Girls I had built in my head before learning this fact. So thinking of Gilmore Girls as this pure, good, genuine production made by pure, good, genuine people, that's kind of like this ideal world and it's my safe space. Now that I know that the producers are bad people, I definitely wouldn't look at it with the same eyes. Even if I could like laugh to it or cry to it, in the back of my mind, I think somewhere I would be thinking the people who made this are sick in the head. So I don't think I could genuinely... No, that I can agree with. Okay, I don't think I could genuinely be able to enjoy it like I did before. I think that I can continue loving the idea of Gilmore Girls, the untouched idea of Gilmore Girls that I have fabricated inside my head. And that's not what it essentially is. I think I would continue loving like this made-up idea inside my head that I have of it. But at the same time, the show is made up. The show has always been made up. Whether or not the show is made up doesn't depend on the creators. The show's always been something made up. So does it? did it even matter in the first place what the producers were if the show was always something made up in my head and in their heads? Like... I don't know. But then ago but then again the show has always been made up. The show has always been fiction. So does does it really matter whether or not the producers were good people if it's just something made up and if in my head I'm continuing to view it as something made up and sort of out of reach out of this world. I think I don't know if I'm expressing myself correctly, but my point is that if I continue loving the idea of Gilmore Girls, like Gilmore Girls was always an idea to me because it's not something real. So like to what extent does it matter who the people that came up with this idea were? Anyways, I don't have an answer to that. (laughs) No, no, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I mean, I don't either, but I want to talk about you because you know, I think that's a huge problem, especially in Gen Z, is that we just, like, look, for example, at a franchise like Marvel. Mm. Now, things have happened in the movies, right? Uh, Iron Man dies, and characters like Gen Z really grew to care about because we grew up watching them as fans, because if you are not fans, then you really don't care. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like as, if, if as a fan you grew up watching the Marvel movies, you start to connect with these characters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, I remember in 2012, with, when I was seven years old, going to a theater and watching Avengers and being scared of the Hulk. So Marvel has been a constant in my life since I was a kid. So when they killed off my two favorite characters, it hurt a lot. Uh Uh-huh. And 
I just lost yeah, my I was like, Where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I was going. I was going to tell you, like, okay, so this fiction, like, mm-hmm. worlds were like yeah. the TV shows are creating and shit. As as Gen Z, we get to <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we get too attached <laughs> to things in general. It's it's a it's a general for, for sure for sure. <laughs> So as we get attached to things, we refused we refuse anybody to taint them. Like we believe that they're this perfect world where we wish we lived in. Mm-hmm. I wish I was Rory every day. <laughs> so so that's where things like fan fiction start yes. to come in. Like People write fan fiction because they want to mm-hmm. live in that world and keep seeing those characters mm-hmm. and things. So when we get like we get told that our favorite authors or actors or something are bad people, that starts becoming a huge thing because okay, you can acknowledge it, you cannot acknowledge it, or you can acknowledge it but still like mm-hmm. it. And it starts becoming tricky. Yes. That I may. Yes. The, the, was that an okay poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. And I, I feel like that's another really interesting perspective. I hadn't really thought about it that way. Yeah, but I think that at least for our generation, and I mean, I can't compare with other generations because I haven't lived that long, but I think that for us, i think that for us or like at least for me tv especially has become like a form of escape for instance when i'm sad i watch the backyard again because it takes me back to when i was a little girl and everything was good you watch the backyard yeah yeah so i feel like those were these things have acquired a lot of sentimental value so it makes it even harder for us to separate the artist from the art because we're already so attached to the art Meaning that if in any given moment we had to detach ourselves from the art, like it, it would be even harder. Do you know what I mean, dude? Yes, because I mean everybody who knows me knows I'm a closed off person. I give way too much to make things people think that they really know me and that I'm open. But then at the end of the day, I don't share half of my feelings. And I have talked about this with my therapist and. My literal coping mechanism <laughs> is watching Grey's Anatomy and crying too so I don't have to cry. And oh my god, what the- <laughs> <laughs> That is true. We laugh you know, so we it, don't it cry. It gets really true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but my coping mechanism is watching Grey's Anatomy so I can cry with Grey's Anatomy and I don't have to cry with other life mm-hmm. events. I feel like I'm the opposite. I... I have very rarely, like, I think maybe in my entire life, only two or three times cried to TV shows. And, like, I cry a lot in my personal oh, life. Honey, do you oh. know me? <laughs> like, I watch a movie and I'm crying. So that's my coping mechanism, watching things and crying with them so I don't have to cry in real life. That hits deep. <laughs> yeah, I had an a- analyzed and I have analyzed it with, like, my therapist and let me tell you that's where the thing gets tricky that's what i said like this is a huge and it's a heavy Mm -hmm, topic 
And this episode, this episode is gonna be so long. <laughs> and it, yeah, I feel like we also attach a lot of things to this art that aren't directly related to it. For instance, like if you have a really good memory watching a movie, then when you think of the movie, you don't only think of the movie itself, but all the personal memories that you attribute to it. So again, it makes detaching yourself from it even harder. Okay, so yeah. anyways, back to what we were saying initially, our question about what our jobs <laughs> as consumers are. I wanted to make like another analogy with fast fashion. So again, fast fashion is like another thing that's really like being talked about currently. So what's said with fast fashion is that your money is like a vote. So are you going to invest it towards big corporations that don't treat their employees well and that exploit things on like in illegal ways or are you going to put it towards a smaller business that can be a little bit pricier but that is more ethical in their means of production and i'm wondering if the same can be said for art you know are you going to support art that i mean like in this case the artist is like the business you know for instance like And again, I don't even have a clear stance on like fast fashion because H&M is one of my favorite brands of all time. And I grew up wearing their clothes. And again, I'm attaching my memories to the brand itself. So for instance, you know, if like, think of a bad person that a bad artist, a bad, like a morally bad artist, a bad person who creates art, that is a big corporation of fast fashion, you know? So like, are you going to stop buying clothes there? Like, if you're a mother that's trying to get clothes for her kids and that doesn't have a job and you go to the cheapest place you can find to get the clothes, like, that's understandable. But, like, what are we going to do with the art? Like, are we going to continue supporting art that in itself is technically good and is technically a masterpiece? Because if we buy a ticket to watch that movie in theaters, then somehow we are enriching the artist who made that so we're enriching a person who isn't doing good in the world even if their movie can make people happy their daily actions are ruining the lives of the people around them and then again that leads me to Now, think that is wait, wait, i'm also <laughs> then again that leads me to think like will one person's opinion even matter like even if i decide not to support this bad person who creates art but everybody else continues to support them you know like when they're swimming in a sea of millions and millions of dollars will like one movie ticket make a difference at all like i don't know i'm quite stumped that's another good point because again this big corporations and this big like artists and and yeah like this I mean, I, I like to think that, like, every little thing counts. But, like, does one make a difference? Exactly. Now, I want to talk about, like, movies made by, like, honey, my art of choice is movies. So I'm sorry <laughs> if I am not including, like, other types of art. But, like, Their movies, they are movies that are really good and are made by terrible people, but they're really good. And I, do I like the people? No. Are they in jail? <laughs> yes. Um, do I occasionally see so much sad movies because I like those movies? Also, yes. 
<laughs> like, this whole topic is an ethical and moral sure. problem that every human being has, and it's everywhere. And I just don't know to, what to think about it. Like, my opinion is so confused. <laughs> like, I am so confused. I don't have, like, I feel like a balance. Your opinion, opinion is valid, honey. I don't know. Even if you don't know, like, no, I, don't but know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking what about either. But is. I'm just throwing questions out in the air. And that's for our listeners to answer. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you have... If you're listening and you want to answer those questions, please go to our Instagram please, or write us an email. That. We would love to <laughs> know. Now, moving on, we want to talk about different creators that are really, really, Mati, really bad. take it away. She's but the expert ha- in this field, so I'm just going <laughs> to nod along. Okay. So, first, Harvey Weinstein. Now... <laughs> Who is Harvey Weinstein? I'm going to explain to you who Harvey Weinstein is. He is um, the founder of entertaining company, Miramax, Miramax. I I honestly do not know how to pronounce it. But he is a former film producer. And he was, like, really successful. He's now in jail (laughs) and is a convicted sex offender. Oh, how the tables have turned. (laughs) But, like, he has, he made such, like, iconic movies that people still watch. And I hate him because I've read what he did and, and no, he's he's a really bad guy. He's a (laughs) shitty guy. But he's made movies like Scream and um, She's All That and... I mean, there's, like, The Others and Fahrenheit 9-11 and Scary Movie and Spy Kids. I used to watch Spy Kids when I was little. I occasionally watch The Others. So, you know, there's this really bad guy, this horrible human being who was a producer and made this all this great films that people watch Mm -hmm. so you know now (laughs) moving on from harvey weinstein we got jk rowling she is not as bad (laughs) as harvey weinstein she's probably offended that we're putting her in the same category (laughs) but now she is transphobic and has made some really transphobic like comments and we do not um we do not we do not tolerate that in this household (laughs) yeah yeah we do not i'm sorry i forget words we do not tolerate it we are inclusive and everybody is welcome here so but, like, Harry Potter is still, like, one of the most beloved. Yeah, and I think regardless day. what happens with J.K. Rowling, like, Harry Potter will always be a comfort book or a comfort movie for me. Dude, I grew up watching and reading and going to <laughs> Universal just so I could go to Harry Potter. 
So yeah, I will always love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is like this thing I share with my mom. I'll always so... love the idea of Harry Potter, though. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about Roman Polanski because we got a question on Instagram. So um, he is a Polish-French film director, producer, writer, and actor, and is a fugitive from the U.S. criminal justice system. <laughs> he fled the country in 1977 while awaiting sentencing for unlawful intercourse interferes with a minor so he is a child rapist now he again he is a producer and he has made films like the pianist 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 i don't know how to pronounce that i'm sorry my english is really bad today he has made films like the ghost rider and oliver twist and um a lot of good films that I haven't <laughs> watched. <laughs> But yeah, like, he was raping children. God, that's, this is awkward. <laughs> Number four, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was, is an American stand-up comedian, actor, and author who led an active career for over six decades before being convicted of a number of sex offenses in 2018. I feel like I'm a news <laughs> anchor. So he was, he is basically this really um, successful comedian. And then we find out he has been sexually offending women or people and Yeah, like, do you, do you see what yes, happens? <laughs> Number five. No, this is, this is, this is great. <laughs> Trump. Did you really think we were going to leave him out? <laughs> Donald Trump. Former U.S. president. Super successful businessman. Well, not super successful, but he, he's a <laughs> businessman or attempts to be attempts to be a businessman has been accused of over like 30 sexual offenses that's a lot is not in jail and was u.s president until the 20th of january of this year people please know who you both honestly <laughs> and number six this one really i didn't know this had happened but kevin spacey Kevin Spacey is an American actor, producer, and singer. You may know him from House of Cards, American Beauty, or Seven. And he is, he has, like, multiple men have accused him of sexual harassment and assault. I'm terrified right now. <laughs> So, you know, that's our list of shitty people today. Yeah, I mean, like, and there are so many more, you know, and this isn't only limited into the, like, realm of art, you know, it happens in, like, any career path, you know, you're always going to stumble upon these people. 
Dude, why did why did it why did we put Trump? I know, but like maybe artist? you were talking about like his presidency as being an art, but his presidency was not an art. Or maybe you were talking about his businesses as an art. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he like? I'm sure he has produced some films. Yeah, I probably put his name on like something. That. Wouldn't put it past him. So you know. Wait, he was in Home Alone. There you go. What? He was like in Home Alone too. He had a cameo. I did not know that. <laughs> now you do. Well, yeah, so technically another artist for you. And, okay, so now I think it's time for us to reflect and to see if we still stand with the opinions we stated at the beginning. So I guess I'll start. And I really liked the idea I came up with of you being able to enjoy the idea of the art, but not the art itself. Because I think that inevitably, the entirety of a person who creates art puts all of their identity into their creation, directly or indirectly. I mean, like, we as human beings are a compound of all of our experiences, all of our beliefs, all of our ideologies, all of our priorities. And I feel like in one way or another, that's going to show up in what we do. Even if we, we can't see it at the bare eye, even if we can't list everything, I think that on some level, maybe a level that we can't even comprehend at this moment, all of that was poured into the art that they created. So I think that technically, if we continue supporting like that art as it is, we're continuing to support you know everything that the rep that the artist represents so that's why i think that we can continue loving the idea in our heads that we have of the art because we can sort of manufacture a more idealistic idea of that art and um, i agree with that and i feel like after you like something all your or all your life the fact like that you like it isn't going to change but as that that you're gonna enjoy mm -hmm. the idea of it well what it was before the like mm -hmm. truth came out and like my conclusion is if somebody <laughs> is bad there's no point <laughs> in denying that they're bad done thank you very much for yeah and i feel like my um I think it goes without saying, but when we talk about quote unquote bad people, you know, it's people who harm society continuously, who harm other people of society, um, whether it be like through physical or verbal violence or, you know, sexual assault. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to be answering the question that we got on Instagram, and it is. What's your favorite type of artist? So for me, I'm going to divide this answer into like two parts. Artists of like art in museums and artists of like online creators because I think online creators are artists. So in terms of art, I am a huge fan of collage art. And I see a lot of this on Instagram, you know, just like magazine cutouts. And, you know, like you put like overlaying a bunch of things, newspaper cutouts. I think that is just right up my alley. And I've also seen this in like album covers and screensavers. So I, I don't know. I love that type of art. It speaks to me. I'm also a huge fan of minimalist art 
and you know like really simple things that can be really compelling I know people have mixed opinions on that but I think that is just as valid a form of art and you know like there's beauty and difference so I really love like that minimalist art and I think it does require skill but of course I also deeply value what we would more traditionally consider as actual art and that requires more technique you know things that were made by like da vinci and michelangelo like that you can just look at the strokes and see how they've preserved themselves over all this time and just like appreciate how they can blend the colors in and how they can like make illusions and you know how like it's an art within itself and it requires so much talent so i feel like especially as a person who cannot draw I really value that <laughs> and I really enjoy it. <laughs> and now as for online creators, I'm mentioning them as artists because I feel like so much uh, so much of what we consume at this age in time is online and people who make YouTube videos or podcasts are investing like their time and energy into some type of creation, even if it's not conventional. We are, are artists. We artists. I mean, at one point I consider like thinking about like, artists responsibilities but then I was just like to be a good person and I think we're good people so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) please um so anyways yeah I think online creators can be categorized as artists because we're putting so much of them like through our eyes and we're escaping reality through somehow in them so I think they're artists and my favorite type of online creators are just the ones that I feel like I could be friends with, you know, YouTubers that I feel like if I met them in person, we would get along so well. So like from the comfort of my room, I enjoy watching them and quote unquote spending time with them, but also like big sister vibes, you know, people that I admire, that I look up to, that I wish to, you know, achieve what they're achieve- what they're currently doing one day. I feel like that's also really comforting for me, but I think overall what I look for in the content I consume online is for it to feel like a safe space, kind of like an escape from reality, and just, again, like this idealistic world that I can enter and go as I please that isn't entirely real. Thank you. I like that. I mean, I guess at this point of the podcast, you can <laughs> guess which are mine, but my favorite type of artists are actors and not just the actors, because obviously there's, they're mm-hmm. like the pub- public persona of movies and TV shows, but I also like value the work of directors and camera people and cinematographers, <laughs> cin- cin- cinematographers and and, you know, all those people that are mm-hmm. behind the movie mm-hmm. that we That's don't beautiful. get to see. <laughs> now, to finish <laughs> up the episode, we're going to do is our such weekly a favorite. Tone. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I am so like I'm so sp- I'm so spent from like the week. I'm just like <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're both kind of I exhausted. But thank goodness we are now in spring break and we can relax and recharge somewhat. All right, so yes. I bring to you a song, a podcast episode, and an artist. <gasps> that was perfect. Um. So, anyways, the song is called "Seeing Stars" and it's by Borns. This song I like figured out what it was called and like recently, and so many memories came flooding to my head because I 
was just like taken back to 2015 when all of my favorite YouTubers would put this song in their videos and when they would like saturate them like times 100 and when they would do like DIYs like that time when life was good. So again, I attached so much value. <laughs> I attached so much good. value to this song and that's why it's so hard to detach from it. You know, who knows? Like these, you know, like again, this is just going back to the topic. Um, But anyways, I love this song. It makes me feel like I want to have a dance party in my room but I can also listen to it on a late night drive but I can also listen to it with when I'm with the love of my life like it's it's perfect for any occasion and that's why I love it it always makes me feel like I'm being transported and I love that in a song as you can maybe tell if you listen to like every song recommendation I give (laughs) the podcast episode I want to share is from the podcast called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day and it's season 10 episode 2 How to Fail with Matt Haig and I feel like this episode was extremely revealing because it got into a lot of topics of you know how you can be successful quote-unquote like in your job and also deal with mental health problems and depression and just it was really revealing for me and really eye-opening for me to like hear this testimony of a person who struggled with depression for so long but figured out how like from that they could build a successful career and it was just so inspiring for me and lastly the artist is a nail artist that did mati and my nails last week i think yeah last week they're so beautiful i got like my favorite pattern of abstract faces done on them and i have been so happy like Caro, which is the name of the artist, was so patient and she did like all of the designs we wanted, no matter how difficult they seemed. And yeah, she's just beautiful. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. I believe her at is at Caro Fed Nails. And I think it has like a period somewhere in there. So yeah, super talented. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. Now, my favorites this week. It- are a song and, t- and two TV shows now. The song is <gasps> Runway Oh my god, Ryan was like going Aurora. through my songs to put in my weekly favorites. That one came up. It's beautiful. It's really good. It, it gives me, it yes, gives me like cottagecore vibes. And we send that. Now, the first TV show is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Now, this is a TV show that started coming out on like Amazon Prime a few years ago, and it has gone, it has won several Golden Globes. So I really wanted to watch it. And this week, I got like my mom to watch it with me, and let me tell you, it's hilarious. So you should definitely like if you like funny things, right. you should definitely watch it. And the last one is. Um, last week's Grey's episode. Uh, now, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched like the second half of the 17th Grey's Anatomy season and you care about Grey's Anatomy, just <laughs> fast forward because it's gonna be played with spoilers. So the Luca died and I thought like the episode after that the one with the memorial was really, 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 really <laughs> beautiful. I cried my eyes Your out. Your coping mechanism. But it was really beautiful. <laughs> Dude, I cannot <laughs> tell you how true that is. And I was like, ah, how did you get to that conclusion? 
but yeah so those are my weekly favorites and you guys we hope you enjoy it and that you have had a nice couple of weeks and we yeah really I definitely miss like this space here. it's pretty sacred for me and I hope that you had just as much of an existential crisis as I did when I was like going through all of my thoughts and like racking my brain uh but I really enjoyed this topic I definitely like realize that I have a certain affinity for like philosophical topics and I love like questioning those types of things so let us know if there are any like other topics of this sort that you would want to hear us discuss and thanks for your patience and for listening to this even after like our inconsistency for the past couple of weeks we appreciate you and we value you and we hope that you have a lovely upcoming week thanks for tuning in Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Our Point is Podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointispodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure you, to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.